1: Emma joy, and welcome to Everyone and Their Mom, a weekly show from Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. This week we're talking about something cute and gross with Wait Wait panelist, comedian, and woman whose biggest fan is my mom, it's Mae Higgins. Hi Mae. Hi Emma. My mom loves you.
2: Well, I'm glad that she likes me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Big news, researchers discovered a gross new way that dolphins tell each other apart tasting each other's urine.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Recent
1: studies found that dolphins are more quote-unquote interested in the urine of dolphins they know. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt too. And uh, according to the Huffington Post, who reported on it, Quote, when one dolphin Peter, pooped, the others would swim through the excretions with their mouths open to get a big taste of their friend. And uh, coincidentally, Taste of Your Friend is the name of uh, everyone in their mom's new
2: perfume line, Maeve. So that's <laughs> exciting. I didn't realize that you were doing merch. That's really exciting. I and mean, that you're doing merch to appeal to every scent. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, a
1: lot of animals recognize each other by their urine, right? Like dogs and cats and, I don't know, yeah that's, a do- that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And according to National Geographic, like this study is the strongest evidence that animals of the same species identify each other by taste.
2: Oh, they can actually taste. Yeah, so that's why it. they swim oh. through it with their mouths open. Ah, because they can't smell. Yeah, that's why. If they come above the water, like they're able to smell, right? I don't just know. Not underwater, I think. I don't
1: know if they can. I don't they it'll have nostrils.
2: You know. Yeah, I mean they do. But I don't know if they can, because I, when I picture a dolphin, I think I can see like a nose, I think I've seen a dolphin before with a nose ring, actually. Like a younger, <laughs> kind of a cool, a cool one. dolphin. And you yeah. have a lower
1: back tattoo of another dolphin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. That's lit. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lower back tattoo of a white lady. <laughs> Maybe
1: this is such a weird story. I feel like we have to talk to someone who like really knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Jason? How's Bermuda?
0: Bermuda's fantastic.
1: Would you mind introducing yourself for us?
0: Sure. My name is Dr. Jason Brock, and I'm an assistant professor of biology at Stephen F. Austin State University.
1: I love it. And you led the study on how dolphins recognize each other by tasting each other's pee, right?
0: That is true. I did do that.
1: We love this study. Can you could you just start by explaining us and like walking us through this study? Because we are very fixated on how gross it is.
0: (laughs) Okay. What we were initially working on is the concept of the dolphin's signature whistle. Mm -hmm. So every dolphin basically comes up with a whistle that they give most frequently. (laughs) When they separate from their groups, that's how they find each other, because sometimes it's hard to see underwater, right? Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to figure out, are they really like names the way we have names? Mm -hmm. And this would be the first evidence of a dolphin or another, any animal, not human, using essentially a noun. And that's a big deal. Yeah. So the way that you do this in animals is that you set up what's called a cross-modal study. And that's just a really fancy way of saying... I need to test the signature whistle against some other scents. And there were scientists who posted about uh, dolphins in the wild kind of swimming with their mouths open through uh, excretia plumes was the nice way of saying it. Came <laughs> sure. And so we looked at the possibility of them being able to identify each other kind of the way your dog identifies the other dogs in the neighborhood by sniffing the fire hydrant, mm-hmm. except not sniffing tasting. And we worked with a dolphin here in Bermuda and we kind of let him know that urine would be coming out of our little kind of experimental apparatus which was basically a fancy way of saying a long pole with a little cup at the end with 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 the pee in it. Right. <laughs> and we'd walk down the dock and we'd kind of pour that into the water and we'd watch him just open his mouth and his tongue hanging out and he just swims right through it and And then he'd line up again to do it again and again (laughs) and again. And this was something he wanted to do a lot.
1: So you knew they had each individual whistles or you suspected it, but you needed to see if those names were actually how they identified each other. So you went to P to like check that.
0: Right. And so we wanted to know, hey, not only do you recognize the sound, but you recognize who owns that sound. And that told us that not only do they remember the whistle, but they remember the whistler as well
1: that's so cool are you Are you fluid and dolphin at this point?
0: okay so <laughs> that is that is <laughs> there are things that I can hear that I'll know exactly which dolphin that is mm-hmm. so there are signature whistles that I know like in my head that if I hear it, I'll know exactly which dolphin is whistling. If I have the hydrophone in the water, I can almost describe what's happening Whoa. without actually seeing what's happening. So sometimes if I hear, nah, 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 that's called a dolphin burst pulse. Uh-huh. And that means there's a fight about to break out. Oh!
1: Um, have you ever heard a dolphin talk to another dolphin about another dolphin behind their back?
0: Okay, so that's the next step in this research. Now that we know that signature whistles really do work like names, we now have to go through all of our old data and interpret when we saw things like a third dolphin reference. oh! So there are times where we would do playback experiments and we would see dolphins whistle the signature whistles of other dolphins <gasps> that weren't in the pool. So, oh my god, tea. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> do you know how to say goodbye in dolphin?
0: Well, uh, generally speaking, I don't think dolphins say goodbye. Oh. I think they kind of... Go off to another social group, and there's always the, the odds are they'll bump into each other again. I don't think they have a goodbye. I love that. I think there's, there's always the optimism they'll, they'll see each other again.
1: It sounds like uh, we have to rename the Irish goodbyes the dolphin goodbye.
0: Yeah, there's, there is no goodbye in dolphin. Perfect. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Front Door.
3: What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Well, this is a fun fact, Maeve. Uh, wait, wait, try to do this story twice, but it was too disgusting to
2: go on the main air, you I know? I think it- <laughs> 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 but you were like, I'll take it. That's perfect for my demographic. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we have a lot
1: to learn from these dolphins. You know, like, maybe we should mm-hmm. we should start tasting each other's pee to get to know
2: each other. Maybe we should click and echolocate. In, in this, like, in this... I think you can tell when people are sick by tasting their urine. I don't think it's like... I think it's an old, old, like, when witches were, like, working as healers and mm-hmm. stuff. I think they can tell... By tasting their people. literally this is something i saw on outlander which is a tv show that is like a time travel <laughs> tv show yeah so you know it's not like oh well when i was in university studying medicine mm-hmm. this is from a tv show half remembered but i think in the olden days people used to taste each other's pee or like healers would and they'd be like oh i know what's wrong with you you know you have i don't really know what they could tell but i think they'd be like you have a an attitude problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, they're like, no, they're like, you have like something, your heart, a like something wrong with your kidneys or your heart or something. Yeah, but also in the old days, they couldn't really do anything to help. Yeah, they're just like, you're gonna die. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason that you feel so terrible is because you're gonna die. And now you've seen me tasting your pee as well. So good luck with everything. <laughs> yeah. I took a class on
1: witchcraft and magic last semester because I go to a hmm. liberal arts school. And right. uh, like, it's crazy to think that like things that gross people out now, were just like, no one was grossed out by it back in like, you know, the, the Renaissance era, you know? Like, oh, yeah. We're so grossed out by like mud and rats. But back then, it's like yeah. rats were their best friends and mud was like their favorite substance. It's, it's crazy how far we've come.
2: Yeah, I think you're so right. And people used to hate to shower and stuff too, didn't they? Yeah, we really reversed. They thought thought, like bathing was like kind of dangerous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who better to ask about the olden days than my professor? My name is Ariane
3: Sadefurus. I am a historian of early America and I taught Emma last semester in in a class on uh, witchcraft and magic in the Atlantic world.
1: Yeah, you were okay. my professor, <laughs> which was an awesome class. Loved it, and you know, just throwing this out there, would you say I'm your favorite student of all time? I mean, you're up, you're up there, you're up, nice, there.
0: You're
1: my- <laughs> definitely my funniest student of all time. So. Nice. <laughs> okay, that's better than anything else for me. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> Well, okay, go with me here. I was talking to a friend, and we're wondering: Did witches slash healers in the early modern period, the olden days, the seventeenth century, whatever, taste pee to diagnose people? Um, I think they did. They actually they, they there's a story
3: about like you can taste pee to tell if somebody had diabetes. If the pee tasted sweet, then that was one way of knowing that the person had diabetes.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, let me back up a little bit because I didn't contextualize. So this week, we're talking about the study. These scientists found out that dolphins like swim through each other's urine and like taste it to recognize each other. And for some reason, just like made me think of our class because I know we talked a a lot about like bodily fluids and witchcraft, right?
3: Yeah. So like this isn't an example of like diagnosing somebody, but it does have to do with sort of healing or causing illness. Mm-hmm. There are these things. I don't know if you remember when we talked about witch bottles.
1: Yes. Yeah. There would be
3: these jars and people would fill it with various things. So pins, nails, fish hooks, tacks, fingernails, human hair, human teeth blood and urine and like depending on what you wanted to accomplish it would sort of influence what specific things you put in the jar and then you would bury it in the ground and the idea was that if you were sick because of a curse that a witch put upon you by burying this jar filled with like human excrement and other things um upside down in the ground you would sort of push the curse and the illness back onto the witch
1: pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And I'm now I'm wondering, does yeah. this mean that dolphins are practicing witchcraft, you know, by like, using each other's <laughs> bodily fluids? Yeah, it seems like back in like the early modern age, like, they had a much higher threshold for like super gross stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's like if you think about it, they couldn't bathe as often as we do. Um they they didn't have like, I don't know, the kinds of like soaps and shampoos and whatever else we use and um they were like living, uh, most people were living in greater proximity to nature, like close mm-hmm. to their animals and their their livestock and so things just got kind of gross and <laughs> And I imagine how much it must have smelled. That's something I think about quite often.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So many smells, like a potion of smells and and disgusting (gasps) things. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, they just like think about it. Like you had to work all the time. You didn't have showers. You didn't have air conditioning. Imagine in the summer, like working in the sun all day in a farm, like filled with horse manure, getting sweaty, planting things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you don't mind, we have a game that we want to play with you. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, great. Okay, so we have a game we are calling How Magic Is It? So (laughs) you're kind of an expert on magic. So we're going to give you something magical. And on a Yelp review scale of one to five stars, tell us how magic it really is. Okay? (laughs) Five stars, most magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. First one, Magic the Gathering. How magic is it? Three.
3: Three stars. Three stars
1: okay um harry potter how magic is it
3: i like harry potter five
1: stars five stars yeah Um, how about a ouija board how magic is that Mm, two stars because i don't get it
3: i used to have a ouija board and like nothing ever (laughs) happened unless i did it myself
1: two stars okay that's that's generous um magic johnson how magic is he very very magic five stars (laughs)
3: <laughs> Five, Five stars.
1: stars. Ten stars if I could. <laughs> yes. Um, saying Bloody Mary three times into a mirror, trying to get her to appear. How magic is it? That's pretty magic. Charms.
3: Yeah. Saying Canadians. things, wanting things to happen.
1: Five stars. Five stars. Nice. <laughs> How about the trick when you make a quarter appear behind someone's ear? How magic is it?
3: One star. One star. We all know you're hiding it in your hands. Where's the Where's the mystery? Yeah, dad. Stop doing yeah. that trick to me. I want Um, some mystery. I want things I can't explain in my magic.
1: Exactly. Some Mm -hmm. David Blaine stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Lucky Charms being magically delicious. How magic is it? I really
3: like Lucky Charms, so I'm going to say five stars.
1: Five stars. Five
3: stars. (laughs) That is a good cereal. How often do you get to eat marshmallows for breakfast? Exactly. Well,
1: whenever you buy the cereal, which is great. (laughs) Okay, last one. Just like dolphins in general. They're they're such weird freaks. How magic are they? Dolphins? Are big time Magic Dolphins are off the charts,
3: like ten star, ten stars, greater than Magic Johnson. Oh. Yeah, oh. Dolphins, ten thousand stars, ten thousand stars to the Dolphins.
1: <laughs> well, awesome! Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on our show. This was so fun. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So, mm-hmm. you know when you see someone and you don't totally recognize them and they like recognize you, but you don't remember oh. their name,
2: you know? Like mm-hmm. I feel like there has to be a better solution than tasting their pee. Oh, so you want to help the dolphins out by giving them a more like socially acceptable way of figuring out if who's who. Yeah, or or humans too. Like how, how do you how do you deal with that situation? Oh, oh, that's such a good question. I mean, I think Okay, so one thing, and this is like a genuine no-joke thing. Mm-hmm. You should just always say, if you meet somebody, nice to see you. Because that means yes. if you've met them before, it's good. Because then it's so it's so like, it really throws everyone involved when you say like, nice to meet you. And they're like, I met you before. Mm-hmm. Then like, you feel bad, they feel bad. So a good thing to say is, nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> In that tone and cadence. Of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Here's my favorite part of the podcast, the credits. This show is brought to you by Wake, Wake, Don't Tell Me. This episode was produced by Haley Fager, Zola Ray, and Nancy C. Chow, with help from Lillian King, Sofia hernandez Simeonidis, and Boba Fett. Our supervising producer is Jennifer Mills, and our malevolent overlord is Mike Danforth. Once again, Lorna White, thank you for helping us with our sound. And thanks to my professor, Dr. Ariane Sedev urus for being cool about it when I turned my final in a day late. I always admired your fashion sense in class. Dr. Jason Brooke, thank you for making us love dolphins even more than before.
0: Kind of the queen of, of, of the dolphin group.
1: You can follow Jason at Brook Lab on Instagram. Thank you to my co-host, comedian, and wait-wait panelist and future amazing race partner, Maeve Pagans. I'm gonna make your life hell. Make sure you check out her book, Tell Everyone on the Strain I Love Them, which is dope as hell. I'm Emma Choi, and you can find me at Wait Wait NPR and making prolonged eye contact with a pigeon across the alleyway, trying to establish an interspecies friendship. Okay, I'm done.
2: This is NPR. The perfect app to achieve your language learning goals, no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive ten-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off and unlimited access to twenty-five language courses. Learn more at RosettaStone.com/NPR.
0: All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology.